Welcome to the Your Business Story podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Spencer, and today we are going to talk about something that has completely changed the trajectory of my business, networking. And I have an amazing guest who is a literal expert on the subject. Let's do this. She's on a business writing mission To make sure you know what words to say So that what you deserve is what you'll get paid Because storytelling changes everything Get pumped for the epic knowledge in today's episode of Your Business Story This is episode 14 of season 1 The Importance of Networking with Frank Agin Today, I have a special treat for you. We are going to be talking with Frank. I don't want to embarrass him, but he is a networking master. Uh, And just so you know, uh, viewers, listeners, you can go watch the video later. Um, But Frank has experienced a a power outage at his office. And so he is visiting us from a bedroom instead. But I promise you, his <laughs> office is amazing. I've talked with him while he was in it many times. And it's not going to affect the quality of our interview at all because his personality is the sparkle that you need today. Thank you, Frank, for coming on. How are you? I'm doing well. Actually, I'm I'm in my son's bedroom. He's uh, lives in Miami, Florida now. Uh, he's a software developer. Um, so everything's decked out, right? I mean, there's a TV, it's all, <laughs> he, he's made sure there's good Wi-Fi. He's never happy <laughs> with the Wi-Fi at home. Um, but yeah, something happened. The tr- power went out at the office about 45 minutes ago. And it's like, I told my assistant, I gotta go, I gotta figure this out. So anyhow, well, we're here. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. I appreciate your flexibility and <laughs> your, um, inventiveness. Yes. I'm sure yeah. my reader, my listeners are going to. See, readers, because I'm a book writer. My listeners are going to hear a lot more about you and how inventive you are on a regular basis. Uh, I will say I'm not going to do the normal um, questions and writing Frank his one-liner because Frank likes to write his own copy, and he's actually a talented writer as well. But I wanted to have him on as a networking expert Because networking has taken my own business to the next level. And some of that is definitely thanks to Frank. So, Frank, could you tell us a little bit, give us some backstory. How did you get into the networking environment? Well, you know, to be honest, I got into it because I was horrible at it. But uh, I guess the I'll give you the the the. the Reader's Digest version of it. Oh, yeah. um, I live in Columbus, Ohio. I moved here in 1984 to go to law school. I have a law degree. I have an MBA from uh, the Ohio State University. Um, and from there, I got a job in public accounting as a tax consultant. I helped big companies, big organizations, not-for-profits have tax issues as well, help them with their tax problems. It was a great job. It was great pay. It was great coworkers, great everything. Except I didn't want to do taxes for the rest of my life. It gets old. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, so I left and I went into private practice. And a funny thing happened when I went into private practice. And the funny thing was that nothing happened. I had <laughs> no idea how to get clients. Right. I, I didn't know how to network. I, you know, right. you, we think of these these caricatures of bad networkers. That was me running, racing around, handing my card out. 
who's your attorney, you know, and just, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, and, you know, this is in the day, this is 1995. This is before, um, before LinkedIn, before email, before any of that. Where do you go to get information? You have no idea. I could go watch a YouTube video now and learn how to install a <laughs> toilet, right, or whatever. Um, so I struggled. I struggled. I was def deathly afraid of failing because I just couldn't figure. I, d I just didn't really know what to do. Um, and it's a little bit complicated for an attorney because we're really not supposed to be calling people. We're not supposed. Uh, to, you you can't right. cold call. Right. Um, no. Yeah. Um. So I had lunch one day with a friend of mine who took a different path out of law school. And what she did was she started her own firm. Okay. And I asked her, I said, what do I need to do to become successful? And she said, you need to get into a tips club or a leads group. And I really didn't know what she was talking about. But through a series of introductions, I found myself in a room or in a, in a restaurant, a TGI Fridays at 730 on a Thursday morning with five or six other people who were kind of similarly situated, different businesses, but similarly situated. And the concept was explained to me. And it, um, really, I can sum it up in, in a quick sense, is that you can lift your whole world up by just helping other people. Mm. Uh, you know, And I can talk about you, I can talk about this person, I can just spend all day just lifting up other people. And I'm excited about that. <clears throat> But you self-promote for a minute and you're exhausted. And that's, you know, so I really that's true. dialed into this. I, I'm good at helping other people. I, mm. I know how to get things for the banker and the telecommunications person and the accountant. And I'm just going to trust they're going to do that for me. So uh, I did. I, I got very involved, became that chapter's first president, uh, got on a national advisory board, became the first franchisee, and then in the early 2000s bought it. I had an opportunity to buy it out. Um, oh, that's amazing. At right place, right time, right personality, right everything. <clears throat> and uh, that changed the trajectory of my life. I went from being this very left brain attorney type to being a right brain relationship type um, and really became a student of networking and why it works and why it doesn't work. And I've written a number of books. Um, you know, hence that's why I've become the writer. I just write a lot. And uh, as I, you and I have shared, I think I, you know, I probably, I don't know if I write fifteen hundred words a day, but I, I write a lot. You know, if something comes to me, it's like, I'll just yeah, just get it you, out. You just get it out. And um, so I'm unique. Um, not everybody's like that. Um, but I have a podcast, uh, you know, talking about networking and always looking for different ways. Well, you are on my podcast. It's coming out soon. I was. It yeah. was really fun. Um, and so that's that's how I got into this life of helping people become more successful via their relationships. Right. And I would say, so I'm going to pick your brain a little bit, if that's OK. Yep. I have recently um, had some friends come to me. And they're like, Kristen, social media is not working for the engagement the way it used to. And it doesn't, you know, I I, I want to validate their feelings, but it doesn't surprise me because mm -hmm. of how finicky it is. And also the goals are shifting all the time on those platforms. And uh, we're on a bunch of them right now. We're on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube. YouTube's my favorite. Uh, and Twitch. Which, have you ever been on Twitch before? I haven't. I've watched sporting events on it, but I haven't been on it. 
Okay, well, welcome to Twitch. You are officially streaming on it live okay. right now. <laughs> okay, great. But these kinds of, as far as like going on and leaving a post and getting a bunch of engagement and having someone seek you out to hire you, it's not working the way that it used to. And I've noticed that my friends, uh, my friends are asking, why is that? And I'm like, well, it depends how you're using it, but it's not relationship based. Yeah. It's not. And well, so, yeah, go ahead. You finish up. Oh, no. I mean, I wouldn't hear what you have to say, but I, I just, it, yeah. I'm encouraging all of my people that I'm close with, who I'm writing for, that they need to be more active on platforms like LinkedIn in a relational, purposeful way. And they need to get into networking groups. If yeah. they want to see real lasting growth in their business. Yeah. You know, I think the best metaphor what's going on is simply this. Imagine there's a magic trick, right? Pulling a rabbit out of a hat. That's really neat. You're, you're in awe. Where did that rabbit come from? But the second that everybody knows the magic trick, everybody can pull a rabbit out of a hat. It's not special anymore. And that's mm. what's really happening with social media is, hey, you do this, you do this, you hashtag, you do this. And that's easy to duplicate, but and and so it doesn't become effective. Maybe something new is effective. Relationships are as old as time, and people are like, "Well, you know, LinkedIn's going to change this or that." It's like, you know what? Babies still come from the same damn place. Um, <laughs> you know, we, you know, we. My point is, is that relationships and how we interact as humans isn't going to change. Right. And people want to do business with those they know, like, and trust, and. Um, I don't know how effective using social media was before. There might be people who there's probably somebody out there who hit on success. And then this urban legend kind of grew and everybody's like, OK, I've got to get on there. I've got to learn to pull a rabbit out of a hat because that's the secret. You know, and now everybody knows how to pull a rabbit out of a hat. So, right. you know, I run a networking organization. Uh, I am certainly pro networking groups, networking organizations. But I always tell people, you don't need to be in a networking group to network. Right. So That's true. I'm not pitching me. I'm not saying I'm, I'm not in my group. Right. Right. I'm not the end all and be all of your success, but you do need to network. You do need to build relationships. I mean, you're not in one of my groups, but you and I have connected. I know about you. You're on my radar. I'm happy to refer you out, introduce you here, have you on my podcast. Great. We're networking. And right. uh, I am going to go to one of the in-person groups that you're connected to, though, with Michelle. Oh, cool. I want to go to an in-person group now that we can. I'm excited. Oh, I, I think it's awesome that you have a chance to meet Michelle. She's uh, have you had her on your famous. podcast yet? I have not. Um, she's oh. on vacation right now, I think, still. Uh, she, she, she got back yesterday. OK, um, all right. <laughs> but she was she they announced she was the number one person in their company. The whole I believe company. it. Yeah, she's, she's amazing. She's the most delightful. Uh, like yeah. she's famous. I told her that. I was like, I don't know if you realize how famous you are with yeah. all these people. You're the one they talk about all the time. And of course, she's also humble, right? So she's yes. not she won't even really acknowledge it, but I yes, I'm excited to meet her in person. And the truth is, I wouldn't know her. I wouldn't know you if I hadn't joined in on a networking group. Yeah. That's how I got to know so many of the wonderful people that I get to connect yeah. with on LinkedIn or we go on each other's podcasts. 
And with the social media outreach, that was not happening. I can be 100% transparent about that. And yeah. I actually had my social media manager come on my show last week to talk about how she's transitioning her entire business to create social media that attracts networking friends. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was like, what are you going to do? This is just plummeting. And she's like, I know. And I was like, well, let's think. Where do we meet the people we like that actually hire us, that we have yeah. ongoing relationships with? And she's like, it's a networking group. So I'm like, why don't you just focus on that? You'll be a specialist and you'll help people connect with yeah. others so they can make money and grow their business. Well, I mean, she's going to all what she's doing is she is inventing the uh, uh, the new rabbit trick, the, a, a rabbit trick that's not easily duplicatable because people. People struggle with relationships. They, right? Um, I have a dog in here somewhere. Anyhow, um, <laughs> they struggle. They struggle with relationships, um, and mainly they struggle with relationships because they come into the relationship with, okay, w w where's mine? Right? What can I get? Yeah. Right. That's how they come into relationships, and I'm not saying it can't happen, but it generally doesn't. You know. Right. And her whole model is she teaches people how to be their more authentic selves to show up and serve and help. And I was like, this is a perfect connection. Yeah. Yeah. I I would love to have her on my podcast. Connect us. Or okay, maybe I, I know will. her. You, yes, she is on vacation right now. But as soon as she okay. gets back, That's I will fine. connect you. Yeah. And she's amazing. I keep referring her to people. But I told her, I was like, I'm your legacy client, right? Like you're going to stay working yeah. for me, even though I'm introducing <laughs> you to all these amazing people, but she's out there. She's networking too. And she's finding the same thing I found, which is social media doesn't do the same thing for us that networking does. Yeah. And it never will. It never will. You know, even, even the metaverse, it, it just won't. Um, right. It, right. It we can won't. show up as a 3d blob of yeah. yourself. Right. Yeah, well, you know, you and I've never met in person, but you and I have we're 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 basically talking face to face. Yeah. I uh, I can see the, the genuineness in the things you say. I don't know how tall you are, you know, I don't know if you what color your <laughs> shoes are or anything. And none of that matters. Right. But there's something about this face to face. Um and there's there's certainly something about in person as well, but I find any more that when somebody uh had this happen last week. Hey, I want to meet you. So you set up a phone call. And I just emailed him back. I'm like, I'm not having a phone call because I know how right. those things go. You know, yeah. I'm distracted. You're distracted. It's just not as effective. It's um, not. You know, I've got a Zoom account. I pay for it whether we use it or not. So let's use it. <laughs> let's um, use it. And he was okay with that. But, you know, it's just I think we just need to kind of grow up into we have this ability. You know, stop worrying about the eastern side of your city. Worry about the eastern hemisphere, right? I mean, there's a whole world out there that we can take advantage of. That's so. true. Yeah, I love that. I did have a phone interview today, and I was like, this is not what I like now. I'm not used yeah. to this anymore. Oh, I know. I'm just, and I'm, I'm, I'm just distracted. So. And you can't see their face, right? Like, you can't, you know, for both of us, relationships are really important in that we want meaningful connection and you can have that in in a different way when you can see the person's face, when you get those nuances in the tone of their voice, right? That is very hard to replicate on the phone. And literally, it's impossible in text. So if you oh. get in a fight with someone on text, 
video yeah. call. That's my recommendation to yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> no. Well, yeah, I was on a call uh, um, last night and um, the networking hub, um, and um, there was, you know, you have a screen full of people, and there was somebody I could see they had something to say, right? You could just, you kind of right. see their face, you know, they kind of lean forward, their mouth opens a little. Hey, Carrie, it looks like you have something to say. Well, I do. Now, when you're on a call, it's usually one-to-one, and when there's that moment of silence, like if you have a moment of silence, I can see in your face that you're thinking on something. I haven't lost you. You're thinking on something, and I can sit and be quiet. Whereas if it's a phone call, it's kind of like, Christian, are you still there? Are you still there? Right. Yeah, I'm just thinking, um, which you're allowed to do. Yeah, there's not room for that. Yeah. So, Okay. Frank is the most practical. Well, well first of all, I, I told um, one of my friends yesterday, I was like, I'm talking to Frank tomorrow and I'm sure we'll geek out on fiction at some point. So we're going to save that till the end, I think. Okay. <laughs> but you're such a practical person. And I know when I came on your show, you were like, okay, Kristen, break down these steps for us because I went on to talk about personal storytelling and networking, which as you know, personal storytelling is my absolute favorite thing yeah. ever. But what are some tips that you could give us for showing up with a servant's attitude in a networking event or group? Yeah, um, what I tell what what I hear a lot of times is I don't like going to those things because I feel out of place. I feel uncomfortable. I don't know what to say. I hear that all the time. And what and a lot of people don't show up for that reason. They just feel uncomfortable. And so what I what I tell people is. One, I'm like Mr. Network, and I have those feelings too. I think they're all really natural. It's just a human thing. We, you know, we developed as humans in tribes or clans of 150 people, and we spent our whole lives just with those people. And when you saw a stranger, it wasn't good. So we come by it honestly. But but what I tell people is, when you're heading into those events, stop thinking about what you're going to get. And think about, okay, how am I going to serve this room? Um, And maybe have goals for yourself, but I call it putting on the cloak of invincibility, not invisibility, invincibility. And what I mean by that, and I, I, I truly do this, you know, figuratively in my head. Hmm. I'm coming in here. I'm throwing my shoulders back. I'm here to help somebody. I'm here to save somebody. I'm making introductions, whatever it might be. And what I find is that kind of gives me the courage to get through that apprehension because I know that people don't reject the person that, you know, nobody ever, nobody ever says, Superman, don't come in here, right? Hey, Superman, <laughs> come save the day, right? Batman, right. come save the day. You want, you know, people want superheroes in their lives. Not that I'm a superhero doing it, but I'm trying to do something heroic. Right. And so it's hard to be rejected in those situations. What people aren't, you know? Stop giving me those nasty referrals. I mean, it's just you're not going to hear that. So if you go in with that mindset and maybe just have a goal for yourself, you know, I'm going to I'm going to talk to a couple of people. I'm going to learn about them. I'm going to find one thing I can do to help each one of those people, even if it's just introducing people. um, You'll have a a great experience. And what you'll find is, is that people will go out of their way to help you in return. As far as having not having anything to say. Good. You're better off not having a lot to say because the goal is to get them talking. Mm-hmm. You know, you're you're you know, you're the queen of stories, right? Yeah, I can get, get anyone people. to tell me their story. Yeah, it's my superpower, right? Like, right. Not just yeah. I'm telling you the story and I'll give away one of my um, 
things Please. that I do that actually people love this. I do it on every call. If if there's an opportunity to do it, sometimes we get excited and we get sidetracked, but I try to make it a point to say, I am obsessed with stories. And that means I collect stories. Mm. Could you share some of your story with me? Are you asking me or just asking somebody? You feel like I'm asking you, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what I say. And people are so much more willing to do that. It helps them come yeah. out of that nervous state they're in where they're like, I have to use my USP. I need to tell them I do this, this, and this. I've got to use my three words when we're doing the introductions. Like, just tell me a little bit about who you are. Yeah. That's the important thing. And so feel free, listeners, viewers, to steal that. Uh, I came up with it because I am literally obsessed with storytelling. And I asked Frank, I even asked Frank on his show. I was like, tell me a story. And he did. And it was so fun. And I'm sure his listeners enjoyed that so much. Or they will enjoy it when it, yeah, comes, when it out. comes out. Yeah. No, I mean, I think that's, you know, I think you do two things there, right? Um, one, you put them at ease. Yes. Because I'm comfortable telling my story, wherever, right. whatever it was, whatever it was about, I'm comfortable telling that story <clears throat> because it's my story. But two, um, I feel good in that moment. I feel like you care, you know, and that's yeah. what people need. And I hear it all the time. Wow, that's just an amazing person. I just think they're so neat. But I didn't say anything. Because you got them to talk, so right. And uh, I'm actually preparing my super secret keynote right now, and uh, I'm working with uh, Kristen Work. If you don't know her at all, she's amazing. I'll link to her uh, all over the place. And she asked me, she's like, "I know you want to talk about storytelling and neuroscience because that's what I want to talk about." She's like, "But what's the single most important thing that you help people do?" And I'm like. I teach them how to listen. And she's all, that's your whole keynote. I was like, oh my goodness. I didn't think that's what it would be. But that is so important, especially, and I feel like we've been programmed that in business, listening is not as important as speaking. And it right. that couldn't be more further from the truth, honestly. Yeah. It, no, it's absolutely true. And, uh, you know, people... What I find, you know, here I am, I part of my problem, <clears throat> I left corporate America, I had a CPA, I had an MBA, uh, I had a law degree, and I figured that would just be my ticket. And in the end, nobody really cared about any of those things. What they cared about was that I cared, right? You yeah. Okay, yeah, you know enough, and there are other people who know enough to help me, but you care about me. Are you, are you going to go that extra mile? And that's what, that's what's important. And that's what creates, like, you know, I'm sure you talk about this all the time. I've, I know I've heard you talk about it, actually. How it's like chasing the sale is not yeah. going to get you the sale, and it's going to damage the relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, people, um, and I, and people will, will get me on the phone, and they get into sales mode. And, and I kind of stop them, and I'm like, listen, you have, you're at a fork in the road here. You have a choice. You can sell me on what you've got. And it might be a yes or a no. It might be a yes, right? Right. Chances are it's a no because it just that's <laughs> the odds, right? Yeah. It's not a definite no. It might be something I totally need, but it's you know, it's a yes or a no. 
or you can just tell me about you and tell me tell me about what you got and don't make it in this you know this is what i do oh, okay great you know get on my radar have a relationship with me yes i may ultimately do business with you maybe not but at least you're kind of still in the game right you're still having this conversation and we can come back and talk another time if this is a yes or a no the pitch is a yes or a no and you get a no we're done it's we're over done. right yes you know here not only do you potentially have access to me, but if we're just having a relationship and sharing about one another, you have access to me, but you really have access to everybody I know and everybody that I'll meet. And that is immensely more powerful. All right. Let's take a few seconds for our sponsor break because their business stories matter too. When people ask what you do as a professional, do your palms and pits start to sweat? Do you break out in hives? Well, don't worry, we've got you covered. Today, you can take Literary Symmetry's complimentary 30-minute masterclass to help you craft your one big sentence so that next time you have 60 seconds to share your story, you know exactly what to say. Because your business story matters, sign up today at literarysymmetry.com forward slash pathway. And now, back to our episode about an epic business owner just like you. And I run into people and, and, you know, it's door number one, door number two. And I have people pick door number one occasionally, right? They don't get oh. it. You oh, know? that's a bummer. But, the, but this is, I'm programmed to do this. You're always be selling, always be selling. Okay, great. You know, the answer is no. Thanks for your time. I got to move on. Um, right. You know. you're, you're like, I'm not even in your target market. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. I've, I've encountered that too, at where, um, I, I'm on a call with someone or I'm talking to them and I start hearing this high sales ticket, the high ticket sales script, and I'll stop them. And they get so upset every time. I'm like, listen, I'm in marketing. I know what you're doing. Yeah. If you want to talk to me as a person, let's do it. If you're determined to go through this script, the sales psychology is not going to work on me because I know exactly what's happening. Yeah, you you know the rabbit trick, right? You know how to pull a rabbit out of a hat. It's not a trick for you, right? Um, it doesn't work on me because I know how to do it, and I yeah. actually don't write those scripts for my clients because I know they're not going to work like them sitting down with someone who needs their help, and they're giving them free value. And when they need more help, that person will remember them, and they'll remember yeah. that relationship. Yeah. You know, it reminds me of a story. I had a guy on my podcast. His name is Paul Banks. He's over in the UK and he works with a lot of his company, his his uh, boss's company works with a lot of uh, uh, call centers, if you will, okay. you know, yeah. kind of educating, you know, whatever they do in call centers, it doesn't matter. And he's of the same mind that you and I are that, you know what, you develop relationships and the work You'll, the work will find you, but you develop relationships, see how you can help people, so on and so forth. Well, his boss set him down and said, okay, you know, uh, you know, teach, tell me your strategy. What are you doing? We're doing a lot of these things and you know, expense report, whatever. And he said, you know, I just have this philosophy that, that I just shared. And his boss is like, enough of that. No more. Oh, no, no more of that. <laughs> what I need you to do is just the direct route. Here's the script. Go out and just start making calls. And that's what I want you to do. So at any rate, he's a little demoralized, but hey, you know what? 
the boss is signing your paycheck, so this is what we're going to do. Right. You need to um, follow their instructions if yep. you want that job to keep yep. going. Yep. A week to 10 days later, somebody comes in and becomes a great client, and he's the person. And the boss calls him in and said, well, how did this all happen? You know, how did you, did you use the screen? You know, Cause the boss wants to put him up on a pedestal to show all the other sales rep, Just look at Paul. Yeah. yeah, he did it. And Paul <laughs> said, you know what? That's a relationship I've been, been working on for a long time. And there are a series of steps, this person to this person, this person that brought me to this person, got me beyond the gatekeeper. I was talking to exactly who I needed to be talking to, had a leg up on the RFP and everything. And then the boss was like, Okay, go back to what you were doing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. I love it. Because in the end, it's more effective. It and it's it works longer, right? Like you're like let's use some word, let's use some letters, right? right? Your LTV for a customer who chooses to work with you after building a relationship with you will keep coming back. Yeah. Someone who hires you after a one-off interview, they're going to get take the job you did and they're going to leave and you'll never see them again most of the time. Yeah. No, it's uh, – I think the people who teach these sales sorts of things are people who've never really been successful in sales. I, mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure – that's the question I, you know. I have maybe it's people. like a product or something, right? Like, yeah, I don't, not I don't services. know. It, it, yeah, it's just um, they were they grew up in a different time, you know, and and these legends of you know the cold calling and just dialing for dollars, and um, I certainly certainly in the financial services industry and in some of the bigger firms, um, that's the mindset. And then we're going to bring a hundred people in. We know 99 are going to fail, but they're not going to fail so horrifically that they don't bring in something. They'll bring in a few clients, but they'll go away and they'll have, we'll have, you know, 99 times a few clients, which is not nothing. And we'll have one person standing who's, you know, figured it out, you know, who's just persevered. Um, But usually in my experience, because I have some sales, natural sales people in the family, those people can instantly build relationships. That's yeah. their superpower. That's yes. why they're able to get the yes through using part of the sales script, although most of the time they throw the whole thing away. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's a turnoff for people. You know, you, um, and I've been through those programs where it's, you know, the first thing is, is, okay, we need you to, you know, bring in the phone numbers of your friends and family. It's like, oh, oh no. Oh, yeah. gosh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I well, and and that was the end. I I had gotten an insurance license at one point, and I'm just like, you know, I'm just going to, I'm going to leave leave a lot of voicemails, and I'm just going to get the hell out of here. I'm done. This is, this is not, you know, this is not where it's headed. Really, I think that's um, interesting because I almost got hired as an insurance agent right before I started my own business, and yeah. I was like, I don't want to do this. They're like, you have to go out you know, talk to these people, say these things on the script. And like, for me, the big thing was, I don't want to be away in the evening when my kids are home from school. So that was like a warning light. But now that I look back, I'm like, I wouldn't have been able to do that. I mean, maybe I could have sold stuff, but not the way they're doing it. Yeah. Well, it's, I think there's a, a, there's some of it that needs to be done. I mean, you and I didn't know each other before we connected. Now we're not selling each other. 
Um, you know, but I just, you know, and I guess if you're selling insurance, you know, you, you call enough people and, you know, you, you call enough people and some, some people need insurance. Hey, you know, you kind of, you know, lightning in a bottle sort of a thing, but, um, uh, you know, maybe it's just my world because that's, I'm in a networking world. It's, it's networking people that are successful and it's not but even like close. My insurance agent, all the, like, I, I have so much insurance, Frank. I can't even tell you how much insurance I have, right? I have every kind of policy you can imagine other than a boat. I will never buy a boat. Um, but my insurance agent that I have is through a friend. It's through yeah. networking. I, yeah. I needed insurance and my friend's like, oh, I know this person. They're really reliable. And that's who we hired because we believe that the friend knew what they were talking about and why go call a bunch of people right. when you know someone. And chances are you are paying more than you could pay by going to some 8-1-800 service. But when you have an issue and issues come up, that's why you have insurance, right? That's There's a right. fire, car accident, whatever it is, you want to be able to call that person and say, you know what, um, I need you to go to bat for me. In fact, yeah, I had this conversation the other day. It was one of our members called and said, hey, did you – do you uh, – do you know an attorney he was having problems with his insurance company had gotten in an accident it wasn't his fault Insur insurance companies like we're only going to pay for 15 days of car rental well my car is yeah. going to be in the shop for three months you yeah. know well we're sorry this you know but if you had the insurance agent that calls up and says listen um i sold him a policy and told him that he would be covered you need to cover him right. um you know, it, it might not be that easy, but at least you have somebody going to bat for you. Yeah, or I mean, I know. So my insurance agent's assistant is named Olivia. She's on my speed dial and we own some different properties. And the um, property insurance was harassing us about some cement corbels that had not been recently painted. Mm. They were like, we can't renew your policy until you paint these corbels. And I was, I called her, I was like, what is this? And she's like, give me five minutes. Five yeah. minutes later, she called me back. She's like, no problem. It's been taken off of the list. Yeah. <laughs> Here's your renewal. I sent it to you in email. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Relationships. It's, it's good to have them. It's so valuable. Okay. Frank, what is the biggest advice you would give someone who feels like, they know what they're doing. They're an expert in their industry, but they're not seeing the growth they want. If you could just tell them to do one thing, what bit of advice would you give them? Yeah. Um, well, I, I don't know that it's one thing, but I think the starting point is this. Find something you're passionate about and find someone in your community or something in your community to volunteer with. And I know that sounds really kind of indirect and counterproductive, but it's not. Because when you go out and you volunteer, and again, it's got to be something that you're passionate about, not, right. you know, hey, I think there'll be some great people here. Um, no, it's something you're passionate about, youth sports, homelessness, whatever. But when you go out and you do those things, you're not doing them in a vacuum. You're not doing them by yourself. You're elbow to elbow with other people who care about the same thing you care mm -hmm. about. And you don't have to, you know, wear your insurance agency shirt or anything like that. People will find out about you, you know. What's the story on that, Kristen? You know, <laughs> oh, I looked her up on LinkedIn and she does this, this and this, you know, um, but they're 
going to get to know you. They're going to get to like you. They're going to get to trust you. Then they'll figure out, okay, you know, what are the things that you do? You know, my, my husband or my wife runs this business. Is this something you could help with? Um, you know, or I'm a coach and I've got this book in my head, but I do not have the discipline to get it down on, on paper. Um, so th that sort of volunteering is really powerful. Again, it gets back to the relationships. Uh, mm -hmm. But even people who aren't in the organization will see that you're doing those things. And it sends a message to them that, okay, you know, wow, that Kristen, she really cares. She doesn't care about things I care about, but the fact that she's, you know, working in the homeless shelter or whatever it is in the, at the school, um, you know, I'm going to put her up on a pedestal, even though it may not be something I'm totally passionate about. And they're just more likely to want to get to know you. So that's for me is a, is a starting point. Um, the second step is get out and meet people because you mm -hmm. never know where things are going to come from. You know, right. you and I are talking. I don't know where it's going. You don't know where it's going. But it's good things, right? Neat things are going to come from this. Um, right. And maybe not directly from you, but the next connection or directly from me, it's the next connection or the next connection that really kind of changes things. Yeah, I love that. And I do volunteer at a school. So what oh, you're saying is extremely valuable. Yeah. I, it's something I'm passionate about is, um, you know, children having the opportunity to learn basic skills. And for me, it's reading. I want to make sure they know how to read well. Good. But yeah, so that was hilarious. That I was like, you're yeah, I'm not snooping school. on you. I'm not snooping on you. <laughs> Well, Frank, thank you so much for coming on the show. Now you all understand why I do not write for Frank, because he loves to write himself. And whatever you do, I would say, don't feel that you're in competition with others. You can be friends. Like, we're writer friends. We talk about writing. And I did want to save a few minutes for that because I cannot help myself. So, Frank, what book are you reading right now? Or what book are you writing right now? I'd love to hear about it. Oh, geez. What am I? You know, I it's not that I'm not reading. Uh, I read lots of books because I talk to lots of people. Right. And um, and I just got sent one yesterday. I got a PDF. It's coming out in January. It's called Idea Climbing. Um, it's it's talk. It's it's um, uh, the, the what's the author's name? We just spoke. I feel bad now. Um, no, it's okay because you Mark are a Carter. podcast host. Okay. Yeah. No, no, yeah. Mark Carter, but he Mark wrote this Carter. book. Yeah. He wrote this book, Idea Climbing. And it's really um, a book about how to bring your ideas to life. And what I like about it, he talks about, you know, tapping into other people. You know, because we have Ooh. ideas and we need to refine those ideas. So he gave me the PDF. I started uh, reading that. He, he wants me to uh, come up with a review for him. Um, you know, as far as writing, um, I, you know, I've I've written 10 books and I don't know that I'm going to write. A, well, I want to write one more. I want to I have a fiction book in mind. I don't um, believe you at all when you're like, I'm not going to write any other books. I well, don't think that's true. <laughs> I, I mean, I write a lot and I guess I could piece things together. Um, and you know, so I'm not, I'm not saying never say never. It's just, I'm just kind of in a phase in my life where I don't have those committed, the committed time to kind of really put into it. And that, right. that'll change. You know, I wrote, I wrote two, I've written two novels. I wrote the first novel in 1986 and then I didn't write the second one until 
2008. So like 20 years later. Um, well, you know what? I was going to law school. I was starting a career, getting married, having kids. And then there was just kind of a window in my life where it's like, you know what? I can do this. And it's not, you know, just getting the momentum to get started. Once you're, right. you know, writing a book is for me is like reading a book. Once you get past the first 50 page, you're, you know, you're kind of, you're kind of committed. Um, like what's going to happen next, right? The right. sense of discovery. Yeah. Yeah. So anyhow, that's what I'm working on. Nice. Yeah. I'm also writing a book live on LinkedIn. It's been really interesting. I did not think anyone would care about If I'm being honest, right? I didn't think yeah. anyone would care about it at all. But people are like, how did you get this idea to do this? This is amazing. Mm. I'm like, I don't know. I just thought like, let people see my process so that they can understand yeah. It's not as torturous as they think, right? Yeah. Because people who haven't written a book are just, they, they're like, how could you possibly do that? I'm like, well, this is how. Yeah. Well, it's, I'm of the mind that there's 8 billion people on the planet and you don't need to convince everybody to do business with you to be, to be successful. And so I'm not surprised that there are people out there that are interested in what you have to say. My first book was... Uh, totally about my experience playing college football. I thought, you know, other than the five or six pe people that I really kind of characterized in the book, nobody would care. I had somebody buy 41 copies for like their senior class or something like this. They wanted to be their senior book. Um, oh, fun. Yeah, I had no idea. This, this was going to happen. Yeah. So uh, um, I tell people, get your story out there. Have Kristen write it if you can. If you have, if you, if you have a book, you owe it to the world to get it out. It's I'm true. not saying you need to do it, but you you owe, get that message out because that message, no, it might not sell a million copies, but it it might impact one life. You know, yes. right? And that's Ugh. and that's that's what needs to happen. That's right. Um, so this is my cue to say you should listen to Frank because your story matters. It really yeah, does. It does. Well, Frank, how can people find you? How can yeah. people join your networking group if they're looking for a group right now? Yeah, you know, the best way to get a hold of me, I have, I have a website out there, frankagan.com. It's kind of the central hub, shows all my okay. books, shows my podcasts, um, my emails on there, my LinkedIn, uh, Facebook. People like to communicate in their own way. Um, I'll get a text from some random person. It's like, yeah, my, my mobile number is on my Facebook, so I guess you can text me. Um, well, there you go. Thank you. Um, yeah. But yeah, just reach out, you know, whatever ails you. I mean, some people just looking for that little bit of nugget of insight. I had a conversation today with somebody really not a candidate to be in my organization. And I'm OK with that. You know, here's 10 minutes of my time and I'm going to give you a few little tips and keep me in mind. Um, and and it's 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 a formula that works. That's amazing. For our listeners, you will be able to find all of the wonderful ways to contact Frank in the show notes. And uh, Frank, I would love to say at this point, thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate you. I appreciate your flexibility with the power outage. Like, oh, my God. You are a superstar. You're thank amazing. You. Thank you. I've, you know what, I've, I've, I kind of worked through in my mind if ever this happened, you know, if my power's out, send my assistant home, we're going to do this. It, it, it was all kind of set in motion. So. Well, now, you know, it works because this has been amazing. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity to be on your podcast, wherever I was. So. <laughs> well, thank you so much for listening. We hope you have an amazing day. And like I said, 
Your business story matters. Talk to you later. Thank you for listening to my mom's radical podcast. Cool face emoji. And if you want to be radical like my super awesome mom, then you should totes check out her impact accelerator. You just need to leave a review of this podcast and screenshot that baby and send it to impact at literarysymmetry.com. And like my mama always says, your business story matters. Hey, I don't sound like that. It's dude. Copyright.